big message today. Last week we saw the miracle of Israel. How many were with me last week? The miracle. That's a lot. Great. Fantastic. So we saw the miracle of Israel. And so what is Israel's future? If you look at it right now, Israel's future doesn't look very bright. They're totally surrounded. Everybody around them hates them. Okay, Even people who had made peace agreements with them have not come to their side. And uh, they're all Islamic countries totally surrounding Israel. We're talking a big swath. And then above that you've got Russia and Ukraine. Oh, that's in the news too, isn't it? And then you've got China. Oh, that's in the news, isn't it? Seems like everything over there is a mess or it's, it's, a, it's a powder keg that can blow up at any, any moment. And you see how fast everything happened with Israel. And uh, it's Ukraine what? You don't hear much about that right now, do you? But it's happening as well. So what is Israel's future? If you were just a regular joker looking at that situation, you would go, they don't have a dog's chance. And now the United States of America has come to Israel's defense because we are their strongest ally. And to be honest with you, they're our strongest ally in the whole world. You mean that little blip on the screen? Yep. That's weird, man. But we have a weak government now. Whether you like me saying that or not, I don't give a hoot. we got a lot of weakness in our government. You know, whether you see it or not, you have to be blind not to see it. And, uh, but even, even uh, President Biden went over there. And uh, I don't know. If I was a regular joker looking at it, it wouldn't give me a lot of confidence. That's all I'm saying. So what does the Bible say? Does the Bible say th- anything about all this? Oh, yeah, I'm glad you asked. Let's go. That's where I come in. The promise of a Jewish nation was first given to Abraham. This is a promised land, okay? And it still is. Now, the Lord said to Abram or Abraham, Get thee out of your country and from your kindred, from your father's house, into a land that I'm going to show you, and I'll make you a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Just look at all those comments. Just pop them up, right? See all those things. This is what God's Word says. Okay, I'm going to make you a great nation. I'm going to bless you. I'll make your name great, and you will be a blessing to others. And I will bless them that bless you. Say that out loud with me. I will bless them that bless... Read that next part. And I will curse him that curses you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So, we see all these things about Israel. I will bless them that bless you. Pop it up again, Ray. I will curse them that curse you, and you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. And that came to pass. That has come to pass because of Jesus Christ was born of the lineage of Abraham. We are Christians. Can we thank the Lord for that today? Yes or no? Yes or no? Because of this nation. God used these people to bless you and me, and we're going to heaven because of it. Did you hear me or not? You might say, you're kooky. Call me kooky. It's the Word of God. And I believe it. So, we are blessed because of Israel. Now, this has echoed down throughout the centuries. This has been happening now for several thousands of years since this promise was made. Almost 5,000 years ago. It's echoed through the centuries. Through Isaac, Jacob, through the 12 tribes, Moses, Joshua... 
David, Daniel, and many others. This promise has been coming true. Now often, the Israelite people, the Jewish people, they were disobedient. You see it in the Old Testament. And they suffered dispersion and captivity. We see it often. It happens time and time again. Israel's history is one of, say it with me, it's one of what? Pain, suffering, despair, and death. And that happened for thousands of years. But basically, if it wasn't your lifetime, it was close to your, or your lifetime, we saw the total annihilation almost of this entire people. Over six million of them were slaughtered, murdered by Hitler and his, his forces. So Israel's history has been one of, one of pain. Would you say that with me? Say it out loud. Yet they still... I mean, how does that happen? How does this happen? God must be doing something. God must be with these people. God must have a plan. It's crazy. There's no way a little blip on a screen out of the whole area could keep surviving. And we're living it right now. We are living this right now. They still live. They still what? What's that word? You can say what you want to. But all eyes are on Israel right now. What's their next move? What are they going to do? And who do they have assisting them? The great what? United States of America. (laughs) The greatest fighting force on the planet. I'm not saying it's going to get pretty. But I'm saying they're still prevailing. Sounds like God's still involved. Y'all hear me or not? Let's, Let's just keep looking. Let's keep seeing what we can find. Their survival in the face of almost certain annihilation must be called what? Is it a miracle that Israel's in the land today? Yes or no? After being slaughtered by Hitler? Are you kidding me? Ain't but three million of you left and you're scattered all over the place. You're not in in Israel at that time. A few thousand were there. It's crazy. How does this happen? Now, over 2,000 years later, Israel is a nation again. And they're back where? Where are they at? They're back where and they're what? You ask me, Pastor, do you think these are the last days? I think these are the last days. Now, I've been preaching this for years. I used to teach a class to high school students years ago, believe it or not, on the book of Revelation. That's what I did in a school. And uh, I just can't believe, I mean, I have lived this life. I have lived the last day's life. I really have. And Saturday morning, a couple of weeks ago, I'm just having a normal Saturday, getting ready to watch some football. And all hell breaks loose. And every channel is looking at one thing and nothing else. We are living the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But it's the fulfillment of God's Word. Do I know exactly when the last days are? No, but at least you can tell other people what your pastor thinks. I'm not smarter than most of these people. They're smarter than me, some of these preachers and theologians. But I believe we're living in the last days. And I could spend 30, 45 minutes just talking about this, but i got to keep moving. But I believe this is a part of it. They're still in the land. And now there are how many in that land? How many is over there right now? Eight million. They're eight million strong. Now, we said there's 3 million that live in New York City alone, but there's 8 million back in the land. Now, a lot of people don't realize this. There's more than 8 million people in Israel. 
there's probably two to three million Palestinians. Not in Gaza. We're talking about in Israel itself. And they are in the government. You know that, right? They're in the government. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. They live there. They get to be elected. And they get to have their voice heard. So this is it's a crazy situation. Wonder who they will be loyal to. It's a good question. As all this comes down to the pipe, we'll see what happens. Keep going, Ray. Thank you, buddy. So what is Israel's future? That's what we're talking about here these next few minutes. Israel's future. Number one, say it with me. Israel will have a great desire for what? For what? For what? I ain't never seen nobody want peace more than Israel. They're always at the peace table. They've been at the peace table since I was a little boy. Many times, and I've, I've always been a news watcher, and I've seen them, they're making peace with this one. Then they're trying to make peace with this one. Then they're trying to make peace with this one. And look at them now. People want them to make peace with Hamas right now. They want them to make peace with people that slaughtered their, their children and slaughtered their families, killed old ladies, cut the feet off of people. Let's go take, make peace. They have a strong desire for peace. Say this with me. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Say it with me. They shall what? You need to remember that when you're watching the news. You need to pray for the peace of that place. You need to realize your prosperity, our prosperity, depends on what you're doing. According to the Word of God. So they will have a great desire for peace. I just want to read you a little bit of their Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence of the State of Israel issued in Tel Aviv on May 14, 1948. The State of Israel will be open to the immigration of Jews from all countries of their dispersion. We will promote the development of the country for the benefit of all its inhabitants. will be based on the precepts of liberty, justice, and peace taught by the what? Hebrew prophets. That's your Old Testament. We appeal to the United Nations to assist the Jewish people in the building of this state. To admit Israel into the family of nations, and that happened. In the midst of wanton aggression, we yet call upon Arab inhabitants of the state of Israel to return to the ways of peace. We offer peace and amity to all neighboring states and their peoples, and we invite them to cooperate with the independent Jewish nation for all the common good of all. Our call goes out to the Jewish people all over the world to rally to our side in the task of immigration and development of the dream of generations, the redemption of Israel. With the trust in who? Almighty God. We set our hand to this declaration at this session of the Provisional State Council in the city of Tel Aviv on the Sabbath Eve, the 5th of ER, 5708, or the 14th of May, 1948. Israel became a nation in 1948. And this is their Declaration of Independence. Did it sound a little bit of peaceful in there? Yes or no? Was there some peace? Was there some outstretched arms in there? Yes or no? Y'all, y'all hear me or not? See, they have a strong desire for peace. You might say, what are you talking about, Clark? You don't know what you're talking about. I don't like them. Well, I happen to, to like them. Amen. And I love them. Amen. It's all right, David. Amen. You good, David? Just working? There you go. There you go. 
Amen. A young man who I love a lot. He has seizures. He and I went out to eat last week. Fine young man from Lemon Bay. And so his daddy's holding him right now. Okay? Amen. It's okay. I want you to see all the different peace <laughs> that Israel's been making over the years. The protection of the holy places, 67. The cartoon resolutions in 67. UN Security Council Resolution 242, 338, 425. Separation of forces agreement between Israel and Syria. That's in 74, 73, 78. Camp David Accord. How many remember some of that Camp David stuff? You've been living long enough to see some of that stuff. 1978. Peace treaty between Israel and Egypt. 1979. How many remember that? Some of peace in Egypt. How, how many remember this name? Anwar what? Sadat. See, these are real things that happen in our lifetime. These people don't want peace. Israel's bad. Are you kidding me? They're just a blip on the screen, totally surrounded. They've been trying to make peace. They have a great desire for peace. The Golan Heights Law, Israel Peace Initiative, Madrid Peace Conference, Israel Pro-Recognition, Israel-Palestinian Oslo Accord. Look at that one, though. Back at that one. Israel PLO. That's a Palestine Liberation Organization. That's a terrorist organization. They made, they made peace with a terrorist organization. And people are trying to get them to do it again with Hamas. Am I driving y'all crazy today? So they've been people wanting peace. The Gaza Strip, the Jericho Agreement, Washington Declaration. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And I ain't got all day. So they have a great desire for what? <clears throat> That's point number one. Let's keep going, Ray. So Israel will have a great desire for peace. Look at Israel. Look at them. How would you feel? Say. How many, if that was a neighborhood, you would, you'd choose to buy a home there? Say. If everybody hates you and wants you to be wiped off the face of the earth and everybody wants to kill you, how many would go, yeah, let's load up the truck, we're moving to Beverly? Just think about it. Look at that. They have a great desire for peace, but look how many around them don't have desire for peace at all. How could this even exist? How could that even happen in our world today with technology, with the weaponry and things like that? How can they still even live? I think they still exist for one, two main reasons. One, because God is willing it to happen. But number two, because of the United States of America. Can we thank God we live in America again? Can we do it one more time? Hey, I'm against war. I don't like war. I'm going to tell you that right now. I don't like war. I don't like war at all. And I don't support our government all the time when they're going to war. I know many of you are military people. And I appreciate your service. But just because we have somebody that tells us in leadership that's the president we need to go to war, I don't agree with that. I don't always agree with that at all. You hear me? But one thing I do agree with is this right here. Standing with Israel. Protecting Israel. This is God's Word. I think it's God's will and God's way. So, they have a great desire for peace. Now there seems to be almost universal agreement for the establishment now of a Palestinian state. They've been talking about this for years. Even making East Jerusalem the capital. And, and a lot of the inhabitants of Israel right now, I'm just trying to show you they want peace. They want peace. They're even willing to give up part of 
Jerusalem for peace, many of them are. And there's a fight going on for that, but I'm just trying to make the point there are people of peace. It might not look like it, that they're people of peace. As they're bombing Gaza right now. As they're getting ready to send ground troops in. What would you do if your family was butchered? Say, sure. And many people are worried right now about our country with all the millions coming across our southern border. You should be worried. Are these the last days? I believe they are. I can't explain it any other way. What is Israel's future? So they'll have a great desire for peace. Number two, Israel's future. Israel, say it with me, will enter into, say it with me, a peace treaty with a world leader who what? Promises them and assures them of what? They've had a strong desire for peace. We see all this happening now. And someone, according to the Bible, will come on the stage and present a plan for peace. And going to solve this problem. That maybe it's the problem we see happening right now with Iran about to attack. Iran's already attacking. They're using other people to do their dirty work. And they've got other people with them. So somebody will step on the scene. Revelation 6-2, I saw and behold a white horse. And he that sat on him had a bow and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth to conquer and to conquer. This is not Jesus. This is a world leader who will conquer with diplomacy. We see that in the book of Revelation. This will happen. Daniel says he will confirm a covenant with many for one week or seven years. In the midst of the week, he will cause the sacrifice. It'll look like things are going great and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate even unto the consummation. And that determination shall be poured out upon the desolate. Big words. What's the point? A person will come and make peace with Israel. I believe that person will be either the Antichrist or a person who represents the Antichrist. Y'all hear me or not? Am I driving y'all a little bit crazy? You're like, I came to church. You don't even know and talk like this. No, I do a lot of last day series from time to time. I just don't do it every week. But I believe we, we're getting set right now. It very well could be. This get a lot worse. Iran will happen. Troops, our troops will go in. Could happen. It's probably going to make Ukraine, you know, it'll be off the map for a little while. But what happens if Russia gets involved, China gets involved? It's a mess. What about this peace treaty that's made according to Israel's future? According to the Bible, this peace treaty, say it with me, will hold for how many months? Forty-two months, for three and a half years. This peace treaty will hold for three and a half years and will be broken. What happens? For when they shall say, peace, peace, safety. You can travel here again. I've, I've made 12 trips to the Holy Land. Usually took 30 to 50 people every time with me when I went. And we, obviously we were always concerned, but we felt, you know, reasonably safe. How many would go today? Yes or no, say. But a time's going to happen when they're going to say, peace, safety, come here. Then sudden destruction is going to come upon them. It's just interesting to me, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. That's, this scripture came more alive to me when I heard about the butchering of little babies and women with small children. 
and the women themselves. It just reminds me, I'm not saying that just happened, but in the future, more things like this will happen. This peace treaty will be broken and they'll not escape. More scripture. And they worship the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worship the beast saying, who is like unto him? Who can make war against him? And Israel's going to be destroyed. There was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue how long? Forty-two months. It'll look like it's peace, but then it's going to be broken. When you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place, whosoever reads, let him what? When we see these things coming to pass, could this be what's happening now? It very well could be. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. When you see this time of peace end, if a peace treaty is made with this situation, could it be? It'll be broken. You better flee into the mountains. Let him which is on the housetop not come down and take anything out of the house. And that sort of reminds us of what happened on October 7th. People were at a concert. People were just in their homes on farmlands along the border. They didn't have any time to do anything, did they? Yes or no? But to run, run! And they couldn't get away. This is what the Bible says will happen in the last days. Neither let him which is in the field return back to take his clothes and woe unto them that are with child and those who give suck in those days. This is Jesus' words. What does Israel's future look like? Doesn't look too good, does it? Yes or no? Y'all, are y'all okay so far? Am I driving you crazy? Okay. Number four, Israel's future. According to the Bible, all hell's going to break loose. All hell's going to break loose on the earth. Let's just take a quick poll. Let's just take a quick... And you just be honest, as honest can be. How many think that right now we are set... For all hell to break loose. Let me, anybody has got some hands. Let's just do a quick poll. Okay. Now that looked like a majority, but I'm waiting. How many, and you're okay. How many of you don't think things are set right now for all hell to break loose? Anybody want to raise a hand? Couple of you. Couple of you. That's okay. I just have to tell you, you're in a major minority. And what do we know? I ain't saying we know, but all I know is what I feel and what I see and according to God's word and what I'm seeing. All hell's going to break loose. Then shall there be what? How many ever heard of the great tribulation period your whole life as you've been in church? I mean, you know, a lot of your life. The great tribulation period. Seven years. Three and a half years seems to be better than the last three and a half years. That sort of lines up with this, what we just said. There'll be great tribulation. Such as not since the beginning of the world of this time, no, nor shall ever be. Who said that? Who, who? It's Jesus that said this. And except those days should be shortened, unless it's a short period of time, there should be no flesh should ever be saved. That's how bad it's going to be. But for the elect's sake, those days are shortened. And this was written 2,000 years ago, some of it three and 4,000 years ago. And the dragon was wroth with the woman. And that woman represents Israel to many uh, theologians. And went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Israel's future, all hell will break loose. What's number five? The final battle. Have you ever heard of that next word? Have you ever heard of Armageddon? (laughs) Could it be, not only in our lifetime, but could it be that we're seeing right now the precursor to the great battle at Armageddon? 
It doesn't sound wild-eyed like I'm a lunatic. You're not looking at me like Clark's totally crazy today. Have you been watching the news? Yeah, no good. Some of you, that's okay. But I'm just saying, do you think, how many thinks there's a chance Iran's going to get involved? Let's do a little poll on that one. Let's see about that one. Okay, a little bit on that one. Look at that. You think if Iran gets, do they have nuclear weapons, yes or no? Do they hate Israel and want them all annihilated off the face of the earth? You think that's going to be a, could be a bloody mess? Sure it will. The final battle, Armageddon, will take place in the land of Israel. I've been there many times, and I, I, I still remember. I went there a long time ago. As I was a young man. And y'all know I'm from Rockingham, and we steal stuff. And I didn't know no better. Where I'm coming from, you can pick up stuff off the ground. How many grew up like that? You grew up, If it's on the ground, it's mine. So I'm in Armageddon. I'm at Megiddo. I'm at Megiddo. This is a big fort. And there's pieces of pottery laying around. But it's broke. And I'm like, man, I mean, that stuff's like 6,000 years old. So I grab I'll probably get arrested after the service. <laughs> but we picked up little pieces of pottery. I have vivid memories of Megiddo. Megiddo reminds me of a large football field that you can't even imagine how big it is. There's mountains all around. There's this huge flat spot that just goes on for, for who knows how long it is. The Bible says this will be the place where that last great battle takes place. And most people say, you're a lunatic, Clark, with America, with Canada, with Mexico, with Russia, with Ukraine. There's no way a big battle is going to take place in that little strip of land in the middle of, of the Israel. There's no way. Well, isn't it funny? It looks like that battle could take place and we could actually witness it. How many think that's a possibility now? Just It could be a possibility. Look at the hands go up. Number five, the final battle. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garment, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. And he gathered them together into a place called in the Hebrew tongue Armageddon. Armageddon. What is it? The Mount of Megiddo. That's where I was. All right. Needless to say, I went there the next time. They had all kinds of fences up. Do not take pottery. Uh, signs are everywhere. I ruined the country. I don't think I was the only one. I mean, you can just imagine all the artifacts and just mess laying down. It was, it was crazy. <clears throat> Megiddo's a small mountain in Israel overlooking the Mediterranean Sea in a great valley. The Great Valley has been a battlefield for many conquerors throughout the ages. Let's see if we recognize it. Ptolemy, Saladin, you know this guy? Napoleon, and then Allenby with Israel. They, I went across a bridge named after him, the Allenby Bridge. It's been a battlefield for ages. This will be the final battlefield. The Great Valley will be the focal point of the earth's final conflict. This is their future. Proclaim ye among, this, among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Beat your plowshares uh, into swords. Your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Assemble yourselves. Come, all you heathen. Gather yourselves together round about. Thither calls the mighty ones to come down, O Lord. We see people right now. We saw a young man, an Israeli citizen, American citizen, dual citizenship, I think from Maryland just went over there to fight for his country and was killed. 
This is happening as we speak. People are leaving and they're coming to go to Israel to fight. And they're doing that by their own free will. Let the heathen be wakened. Come up to the valley of Jehoshaphat, another word for Armageddon. For there will I set to judge all the heathen round about. God's word 3,000 years ago. Put you in the sickle, for the harvest is ripe. Come get you down, for the press is full. The fats overflow. Their wickedness is great. Multitudes, multitudes are there in the valley of what? It's decision time. For the day of the Lord is near in the valley of decision. Why do the heathen rage? Why do the people imagine a vain thing? Look at what God says. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against His anointing, saying... Let us break their bands asunder. Let us cast away the cords from us. But God sets in the heavens and he shall what? The Lord shall have them in derision in the valley of decision. I know this is a lot for your plate today. It's got to be a lot if you're sitting out there. It's a lot for me and I'm, I'm up here. What's Israel's future look like? It looks like this according to the Bible. How many so far, one last time, could say, I could see this happening? I can see this happening. I can see this happening. That's what that's where we're at. Am I saying it's going to happen? <sighs> if you, if I was a betting man, you know if I steal pottery, I probably bet too, don't I? No. I don't. I don't. I don't steal any stuff now either. Anyway, the point is is that if I was a betting man, I'd bet these are the last days. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, it means we need to keep doing what we're doing. You keep preaching the Word. You keep living for the Lord. Things are on His timeline, His timetable. I don't know. We need to be instant in season, out of season. Okay, what are we going to do? Let's keep loving Him. Let's love people more than we've ever done before. How about we start forgiving some people? Maybe getting right with God. Wouldn't that be a nice thing, yes or no? Hey, you ever wanted to quit drinking? Now's the time. Start living for Him. Yes or no, amen. Start confessing your sins on a regular basis. Wouldn't that be a good thing? How about put your arm around somebody, comfort some people, help people. This is a good thing. I'm not saying the bad is good, but what should we be doing? We should keep doing what is right. Number six, Israel's future Jesus Christ will literally return. He will literally return and defeat the enemies of God and will bring real peace finally to Israel and the world. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. But I'm going to say something to make some of you mad. I don't mean to make you mad. Guys, I've watched people over the years change God's Word because of what science says. I look back in my history books. We used to believe God created the heavens and the earth. Then scientists came along and said we evolved. So the church changed its position and started putting gaps in the Bible and all that. And we started to line up with the scientists who now we've come to find out are idiots. All of us have our own DNA. We didn't blow up. We are, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, just like God's Word says. And then we saw Israel. This was going to happen in the last days. And people thought, well, there's no way. There's no way. Israel's gone. It's decimated in the, in the Middle Ages, in the 17, 18, 1900s. People said, there's no way. So the church must be Israel. Well, lo and behold, there's an Israel again, isn't there? Why don't we believe the Bible? But now here, let's bring it home. A lot of people have been teaching, and I, I, I was taught this in my seminary and everything. I'm just going to be honest with you today. We were taught that, boy, before any of this happens, we get raptured out of here. See, we're out of here. See, 
Because, see, we're loved and we're not going to see the day of wrath. And there's a verse that says about the day of wrath. But there's a rapture that takes place. And, guys, that's what I hope. I, who wouldn't hope that, yes or no? The pre-tribulation rapture. Okay? And I was taught that. I could teach it two hours in front of you. But the bottom line is, I don't know if, uh, I, don't, I don't necessarily buy that. I just want to tell you that right now. Do I believe Jesus will return? Absolutely I do. But I just don't know if we're going to get off scot-free. When everybody else before us suffered. But we're not going to suffer? Did y'all hear me or not say? So, and I'm not trying to force you or push you in one direction or the other. But I wish, you'd, I wish a lot of us would just believe the Bible and questions that we have and things that we can't figure out. I wish we'd start giving him the benefit of the doubt instead of trying to make it all fit in. Amen? So I'm saying that today about the message. Do I know this is the case right now? Oh, I don't know this is the case. This thing could blow over next week. How many thinks it's going to blow over next week? Used to be I would say stuff and the crowd would not, the crowd would be against me. Now the crowd's with me. I've lived long enough to get the crowd with me. I saw heaven open and behold a white horse. Now this white horse is Jesus. The other one's a false Christ. And he that sat on him was called what? Faithful and true. And in righteousness he makes war and judges. His eyes were a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written, and no man knew it but himself. He was clothed in a vesture dipped in blood. Anybody doubting who this is? And his name is called the who? The Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Who is this? And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh, say it with me, a name that's written, King of kings and Lord of lords. This is all in Israel's future. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. There's, there's, there's the future. Amen. We're going to call it, Ray, what is Israel's future? And I have a whole other message in this one. It's right there on the screen. But I think we're going to call it because time's up. Amen. How'd y'all do today? Did y'all do okay? Amen. Praise the Lord. Did okay?